0: Welcome to Make Your Marketing. I'm your host, Pia Larson, Chief Imagination Officer here at Fingerprint Marketing. Just like other small business owners, I had to learn how to navigate marketing and found there was no such thing as an automatic when it comes to driving your business. You need to know how to shift. That said, there's no reason to stall or come to a stop. With the right guide, you can be in the driver's seat and lapping your competition in no time. Hey, 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 it's Pia Larson, your host of Make Your Marketing Podcast. I'm so nervous. I've got Marcus Sheridan on my show today. I'm a huge fangirl. I have read this book at least four times, and I'm halfway through this book, and I'm taking copious notes. And fun fact, Marcus, before we dive in. I gift all of my new clients the they ask you answer, and I insist that they follow it and read it. So
1: that is so dang orphan. awesome! I cannot <laughs> thank you enough for that. It it brings joy to my heart. It's funny how many agencies and coaches and consultants that you know do digital gift that book. It just has blown my mind, and I've it's it's really fulfilling.
0: Well, I think it's nothing. It's it's such a simple concept, but the way that you bring it across to your audience is so perfect. You know, the minute I get on a prospective call, I'm like, I've got this formula, and it's a secret, and it's so amazing. It's so magical. Well, um, but-, but to that
1: to that though, I think there's a content lesson there, though, right? Because mm-hmm. I think too often when we produce content of any type—text, video, audio, whatever it is. We try to sound smart, and we don't even realize we're doing this, but you, you, I see this prolifically with just anybody that's trying to be that person online, they're trying to be a thought leader of whatever you want to call it, and subconsciously, they're doing things that put across, hey, I'm trying to sound smart, and yeah. that book was written not with the intent to sound smart. It was written with the intent of, will the leadership team and the sales team? Will they catch the vision? And if that's going to happen, it's got to be written in a way that they say, oh, this makes so much sense. This is so obvious, yeah. right? And that's yeah. the idea. That's the goal.
0: So, a quick story. I sent it to one of our larger clients. They had a sales team of 24. I had actually worked for the company 10 years previous, and they weren't still were not getting the whole marketing sales connection. And I sent the CEO that book. And after trying to educate him for like six months, he finally got it after he read the whole formula. It was just like a light bulb went on. So thank you for what you teach. So I would be remiss if I didn't share with our audience or you didn't share with our audience how this all started. You were once a pool guy, you became a partner, and then it's 2008. And we all know what happened in 2008. Can you give us a synopsis of how you got from there to here?
1: Yeah. So so 2008, the market collapses. I thought we were going to file bankruptcy and uh, I was going to lose my home. My two business partners were going to lose their homes. So we had to figure out how could we save the business and that's when I said, well, I've got nothing to lose and I started really researching the internet, specifically inbound marketing, content marketing, blogging, all that stuff that, you know, we we have heard so many times now, Pia, right? And as I read this stuff and researched it, what I heard in my simple pool guy mind was, you know, Marcus, if you just obsess over your customers' questions, worries, fears, issues, and you're willing to address them on your website, which is always the caveat, you might save your business. So I said, well, shoot, thats I can do that. So I sat down one night and I brainstormed all the questions I had received over the years because I sold pools, right, in homes. So it's pretty mm-hmm. easy, easy to, to to brainstorm those questions. I probably had a few hundred and then one by one, I started to address them through text, through video on the website over the next couple of years, and it became the most traffic-swimming website in the world. And it was doing so well that I said, "Man, everybody should know this because that's that's like yeah. that's the way I think. It's like this is great. Everybody needs to be doing this with their business." So I started writing about it on a personal blog at the time called the Sales Lion. And that started to get some traction to the point where folks were saying to me, hey, can you teach that at my event or my conference, or hey, can you show us as an organization how to do that? And uh, so that led to the book, They Ask You Answer. Today I've got an agency and and, uh, certainly still have the Swing Pool Company, and I speak full time and on this mission to help companies engender more trust through transparency. It is so fun too.
0: Yeah. And I've seen you speak several times. And I love when you tell the audience that what is going to be evergreen in the next 10 years in your business. And it's it's not going to be, yeah. you know, a product or a service. It's going to be the trust that you build with with the relationships, right?
1: It's not going away. That And this is really important, right? And speaking of like marketing speak, you know, if you go to a CEO or sales manager, And you say, is trust going to be fundamental to your business 20 years from today? They're going to say, absolutely. If you say, is content marketing fundamental to your business 20 years from today? They might look at you funny because they may not know what it is or they might not appreciate it, really catch the vision because fundamentally all content marketing is, is a trust driver, right? If it's done, if it's done the right way. And so I like to, have principle-based conversations that everybody in the organization can understand, trust, transparency, great teaching, great listening. Those are things that everybody can rally behind.
0: Yeah. My agency uh, focuses on web development and design and SEO. So I would love to dive into... So first of all, let's start with the statistic. I think it used to be 70%. Now it's 80%. 80, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you talk about that statistic and why it's changed? Well, I think
1: the most important, and in fact, I'll share two stats that I think are super relevant to every business in the world. Uh, One certainly was in the book, was 70, now 80%, which is by the time the buyer gets to you, the company, B2B or B2C, on average, they're 80% today through the buying cycle. In other words, they're more informed than they've ever been. They've vetted you more than they ever have, which is why, frankly, high closing rates doesn't indicate a successful business today. Because you can have a high closing rate, you can go out of business. And that's because we got to make sure that we're getting enough of those opportunities. And the sales side of this is only 20%, the traditional sales side of it is only 20% of that buyer's journey now. The marketing side, what we have called marketing in the past, and that's really sales and marketing today, is handling 80%. So we've all got to understand that, and that number's only growing. And we're only becoming more and more informed as buyers. In conjunction with that, and this is one piece that I think is so significant, and that is today, 33% of buyers say they would prefer to have a seller-free sales experience. And 44% of millennials say they would prefer to have a seller-free sales experience. That's from Gartner. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge because if you think about it, here's what we're saying. Look, I don't want anybody to dictate the terms in terms of how I buy. I want to buy mm-hmm. the way that I want to buy when I want to buy. And I want to do it by the means which I choose to do it. And if I don't want to talk to a salesperson, I don't want to talk to a salesperson. And if I want to get the information that I would traditionally get from a salesperson, then I wanna get that information and I don't want anybody to hold me back. Like, that's what we're saying. Now, I'm not sitting here saying it's good or bad. It's reality. And if anybody wants to like complain about it, well, guess what? Everybody's listening to this is responsible for the trend because we're all a part of this. We're all saying, I wanna know more, learn more, do more before I engage a company, certainly before I talk to a salesperson. All these things mean your company sure as heck better win them on the front end of that daggone sales experience, that customer journey. Before you've met them, you better make them feel like you are the source of all the light, the truth, and the knowledge for that thing, whatever that is that you sell, the thing that they're looking for. If you do that, you're a win.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned also that um, the closing rate is higher if they read thirty pages or or <laughs> more of your content, right? Um, yeah, does that include video?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's so there's a section of of the ask you answer which is very sales focused and talks about how content when integrated into the sales process can dramatically dramatically increase closing rates while shortening sales cycles. And what's a tragedy, and I know you've seen this via, is too often you got sales departments over here, marketing departments over there. They're very misaligned. Uh, sales has no idea the content that's been produced. Sales isn't mm-hmm. the one that's helping drive what the editorial calendar looks like, yet they're the one answering the questions all day long, right? And so yeah. when the two departments are aligned, sales is helping that editorial calendar and what the content focus is and that way, every piece of content that comes out, the sales team is saying, yes, I can absolutely use this right now in my sales process. And there's so much more alignment because of that. But what we have found in every single industry, regardless of again, B2B, B2C service product, we have found that there's a certain tipping point number that if somebody consumes a certain amount of content of yours, then like a hockey stick, you see a major explosion of the closing rates. So for us in my swimming pool industry was about 30 pages. So somebody read 30 or or more pages of our website before the initial sales appointment, they would buy 80% of the time. If they didn't hit that number, closing rates are about 25%, so dramatically less. So we had to figure out how do we get them to consume 30 pages every time? This is why we had to teach our sales team. Here's the content that you have at your fingertips. Here's how you integrate it into the sales process. Here's how you make sure they consume it before you even meet with them the first time. And that's when it gets really, really fun. And that's when you just have this culture within the company of content, content creation, and, and integrating content in the sales process. And everybody's like, this whole day as you answer thing is amazing. It's work. It's working and makes my life so much easier as a salesperson. And, and and one last thing I'll say about this, Pia, is notice I keep saying sales because content needs to come from a sales perspective. We should be making money and driving revenue with our content. And... If it's just this fluffy stuff that marketing is producing, that sales is never using, eventually the CFO is going to come around and say, is this stuff even worth it? And unless you can justify it, then it's probably going to get cut. And that's a tragedy.
0: Yeah. So 80% of the time, marketing is... Considered an expense rather than part of the sales team.
1: Well, that's yeah, that's that's a total, that's a total other. Yeah, that's a you know what show? The idea that that marketing is an expense today, and sales is revenue, and it's still classified like that on a financial spreadsheet. That is a train wreck of great proportions. And so, hopefully, if you're listening to this, that's not how you, as a business owner or leader, view it.
0: Hey, Pia here. I have a question for you. Who do you know out of your friends and business associates who is just overwhelmed with what to do next in marketing their business? The phone's not ringing. Their leads are drying up. Maybe they're just coming off of the pandemic and sales are down and they need a guide, a strategy for what to do next. There's a ton of noise out there Uh, telling them, oh, you need pay-per-click, you need SEO, you need to redesign your website, you need an email campaign. It's just so overwhelming for the common business owner. Well, I'm here to tell you that I am offering a special deal right now for a one-hour brainstorming session with myself. Uh, It will be recorded, and you will leave this one-hour session with a clear idea of the top three tactics you need to go for in the rest of 2021. It's going to create a clear plan for you to execute with your internal team, or you could hand it over to my team. Um, And we're going to really dive into what's going to make you stand out and get you more leads and close more sales for the second half of 2021. So you can go to fingerprintmarketing.com slash strategy session. That's fingerprintmarketing.com forward slash strategy session, all one word. It's a $250 investment for the strategy session. Normally it's 500 and I promise you it's going to be chock full of great next steps for you and your business. Thank you. So so when I speak with uh, prospects, they think, oh, you want me to do a blog. Hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. Content, we're teachers, right? We're teaching people. We're helping them. We're serving them. We're answering their questions. That's yeah. all you're doing, right? That's right. One of your tips was to take your FAQs and create a video for each of them. I yeah. think that was in the visual sales. So, I love that. You also recommended doing something you call assignment selling. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, that's what the,
1: the assignment selling side is, is that process of very intentionally integrating content into your sales process. And I can show you how I do it. Like, so if you're listening to this right now, you want to form your own version of this, but let's say you contacted me and you're like, Hey, Marcus, can you come out to my house and give me a quote for a swimming pool? I would say to you, knowing Again, the power of 30 page views and what that means, I would say something like this, P, I'd love to come out to your house, but you're getting ready to spend a lot of money. And if you're going to spend a lot of money, I know you don't want to make any mistakes. And so as to make sure you don't make any mistakes, I'm going to make sure you're really well-educated. So as we're talking on the phone right now, I'm going to send you two things that you're going to love. The first thing I'm going to send you is a video that shows you the entire process of the install and what it looks like. And so this way, when I come out to your house on Friday, you're not going to say, so Marcus, what does this process look like? You're already going to know. And the second thing I'm going to send you is a guide This guide is great because it's going to answer all those questions that you have about pools that nobody has bothered to address yet. Like, should I get a cover with my pool? What's the best type of cover? Should I get a heater? Should it be gas? Should it be electric? Should it be mesh? Should it be solid? I mean, it's going to answer all these questions. Now, it's a little bit long. It's about 30 pages, but I promise it'll be well worth your time. People, you take the time to review these things before our appointment on Friday. Now, that was assignment selling in a really quick nutshell. That's how it's done. And if you do it the right way, Essentially, what you're doing is you're giving them an assignment, but you're asked, you're, you're clearly explaining the why with a the tease. There's yeah. a few teases in there. I was saying things like, should I get a heater? What's the best type of heater? Like, these are questions that make you say, huh, I don't know that answer. I should probably find that answer out, right? And so, by doing this, and then I get a definitive confirmation will you take the time to review these things before our appointment on Friday? It's very, very important. It's not, so if you could check those out, that would be really great. No, it's, will you take the time to review these things before our appointment on Friday? And this way, when I get to your house on Friday, I'm not answering those redundant questions that I've heard a million times that you should already know. I mean, ideally, we should spend more time selling, less time teaching once we're meeting with the prospect, because most of the teaching should have occurred during that initial vetting period, that 80% like we're talking about.
0: I love that. And and you're also respecting people's time, your time as well win, as the prospect's win.
1: time. That's right. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Win.
0: yeah. I love that. And I actually created that as part of our process. So thank you for that. It's great. Now, going back to the website, I know there's some controversial things that you've put in the book as to what kind of content. I and you have love like five themes, right? Yes. And the number one theme is pricing. Can yes. you speak about why you should put pricing and how to do it on your yeah. website?
1: So there's five fundamental subjects that every buyer, you and me, everybody's listening to this, that we've researched about a million times on Google and whatnot, that we want to understand, we want to get a sense for before we engage a company. And here's the five, we want to understand all about cost, price, et cetera, rates. We want to understand what are the negatives? What are the problems? Okay, we'll call that problems. We want to compare stuff online. We love comparing, right? It's number three, comparisons. Mm -hmm. Four, we love reviews. We love research and reviews. We do it all the time. And five, we like to research the best. So constantly you're using the phrase best plus another phrase when you research online. So these are the five things that we love to research as consumers, as buyers, and yet businesses don't like to talk about them. And it creates a paradox of once, which is crazy. And the number one on the list, especially if you're a B2B service-based business, is cost and price. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing about it. To understand this, you have to first analyze your behavior. So if you're on a website and you're looking for cost and price information, you cannot find it. What's the emotion you experience? You're like, oh, I feel frustrated. Well, why do you feel frustrated? I'm the buyer and I'm trying to make a decision. You're making it really hard on me. Now, here's the key. In that moment, do you say to yourself, oh, I'm sure it's on this website somewhere? Like, no, you don't do that. In that moment, do you say to yourself, well, that's okay. They're not talking about cost and price. They're a value based business. I'll call them on the phone instead. <laughs> no, you don't do that. What do you do? Well, you keep researching. You research until you find what you're looking for. And generally speaking, whoever gives you what you were looking for, they're going to get your business. Now, Somebody might hear that and say, well, that might be true for me. That's not true for my customers. Okay. There's three fundamental reasons why businesses don't like to talk about cost and price on their website. Three majors. First one is, well, every job is different. We have a very customized solution. It depends, Marcus. Yes. Well, here is, yes, we love, love, love to say that. Well, this is actually the easiest one to address because if you look at it, here's what you should say. There's, There's four major factors and then a fifth to this. When it comes to this answering the question of it depends, every job is different. It's number one. What drives cost up for that product or service? Two, what keeps cost down for that product or service? Three, why are some companies so expensive in the industry? Four, why are some companies so cheap? Five, where do you fall? Okay. Get to explain about yourself. So 80% of that, let's call it pricing page. If by the way, you should have a, a major pricing page for every major product or service you sell on your website. So if you sell 10 major products and services, you should have 10. Major product service pages on your website. And that's a great tip. of those, 80% of that piece of content should be all about the industry and the marketplace. 20% is about you. See, this is the mistake that a lot of SaaS companies will make. They'll show you the three tier pricing system, but they don't explain the industry. And see, when you explain the industry, you're building a value that's your value proposition this is the thing that decommoditizes. We say things like, it's going to commoditize if I talk about it. No, 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 no. What commoditizes something is when you allow ignorance to exist in the marketplace and everybody thinks it's the same thing. It's like every copywriter is the same. Every agency is the same. No, it's not the same. But if we don't explain it, how are they to know it? So the first reason it depends, that's the easiest to explain. Second reason why we don't like to talk about cost and price is because we say, Well, I tend to be more expensive. And if I'm more expensive, I just might scare them away. Once again, that's BS. If you look at psychology, here's what we know, that what scares us away as buyers is when they don't talk about it. You see, online ignorance is not bliss. And so it actually concerns us way more when they ignore the thing versus coming out and talking to us about it. And the third reason we don't like to talk about cost and price is we say to ourselves, well, I don't want my competitors to find out, which is utterly ridiculous because if I went to anybody that's listening to this and I said, do you have a pretty good sense as to what your competitors charge? You'd say, yeah, sure I do. And so therefore, if you know what they charge or at least have a sense for it, they have a pretty good sense as to what you charge. So this is the big secret, non-secret. Everybody acts like nobody knows what everybody's charging when in reality, everybody knows what everybody's charging. Now, here's the thing about cost and price. You don't have to put your exact price, but you've got mm-hmm. to do those four major things. Talk about what drives costs up, what keeps it down. I'd give certain ranges. I'd talk about why companies are expensive, why companies are cheap. i would talk about you. And uh, this should probably be at least a thousand words on each one of these on your website. I mean, that's wow. how much meat and potatoes it should be. You should have a pricing video for each major product and service that you sell, really visually show it, textually show it and teach it. And let me tell you what, your sales team is going to use that every single day if you produce that content.
0: That's amazing. And one one thing that pops into my head is you can easily state something like most agencies don't include this or most agencies miss this spot without being mean yeah, about the you don't other to your degree competition. In
1: yeah. yeah. And, and, and I see this, I see this in so many different places. Like, let me give you an example, manufacturing, right? So in manufacturing, I have people come to me and say, companies will say, Marcus, I'm just getting torched by the Chinese. Okay. Do they make it as well as you do? No. I mean, they don't do this, this and this. It's a completely different process. Okay. How have you explained that on your website? Well, 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 well I mean, I haven't really explained Okay. Well, then you're allowing ignorance to exist in the marketplace and mm-hmm. thus you, not the, buyer but you are commoditizing that thing that you sell
0: yeah yeah one thing that we hear a lot from people that come to their first discovery calls i'm so overwhelmed i don't know what i'm supposed to ask they don't even have the questions so i love that you know they can come to your website and you can be the authority <laughs> what do you say you're the uh CarMax of whatever your the industry Wikipedia. is.
1: Yeah, the Wikipedia of your space, right? Yeah, you are the exactly. voice of trust, yes. Yeah. Right,
0: yeah, I love that. So aside from price, what are the other um, things that you should develop content around yeah, on your website? Yeah, so
1: the other uh, of the big five, you got problems, comparisons, reviews, and best. So what are problems? So people misunderstand problems sometimes. Problems are any negative statement somebody would ask with respect to your product or service. And usually if they're asking it in the actual face-to-face sales environment, they will say things like, I heard that, or is it true that, or somebody told me that. So let me give you an example. Let's say you sell fiberglass swimming pools, right? which is what I sell. And that makes me awesome. So let's say I was looking at problems of fiberglass pools. It might be an article on what are the problems of fiberglass pools, but it goes more specific than that too. Is it true that fiberglass pools pop out of the ground? Do fiberglass pools look cheap? Do fiberglass pools look like a bathtub? Are fiberglass pools ugly? These are all negative-based questions. In other words, somebody told me that, is it true that fiberglass pools are ugly? Now, again, here's the key you. I have a choice. I can address the question or I can allow my competitor to address the question. But the marketplace is sure as heck going to learn the answer from somebody. Yep. And so yep. I would just prefer they learn it from me.
0: Yep. So embrace embrace that, right? 100%.
1: And- Hundred yeah. percent. Because ignorance is no longer a viable sales and marketing strategy.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm blown away by I see people every day. It's like, oh, but my competitors aren't doing it. I'm like, well, that's great. This is an open market for you. You you should step up, right? It's it's amazing. It
1: it, it is. Isn't it funny how so few people are. And organizations are willing to think outside the box. My mindset is: well, if my competitors are doing it, that means that's probably not something I'm terribly interested in, because that makes me normal. That makes yeah. me just noise. So what yeah. can I what can I do to truly stand out? Well, I want to do that, which they're not doing. So nobody's talking about cost and price in this business. <laughs> Boom! I'm on it. Yeah, you better believe mm-hmm. that. Nobody's addressing the negatives all over it. Nobody's comparing themselves honestly, transparently with their competitors. Pff, yeah, I'm all over that. Nobody's ranking themselves and their competing products, services for their industry on their website. Pff, yeah, I'm going to do that right now. See, I mean, these are things like, you're like, were well, you really going to do that?" Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to crush with it too because I think like a buyer first business second. Too many businesses mm. think like businesses. And then they'll tell themselves like, uh, you know, you got to think about your customers. No, you to think like a customer. How do they think? What do they ask? What do they fear? What are the specific things they're saying that you know they're searching and typing and asking? Are you willing to have that conversation? My answer is yes. That's why the simple phrase is, they ask. You answer. It's not, they asked, you debate about it, and maybe you address it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Stay yeah. You don't ask, ignore it.
0: You answer. Yeah. Cut and dry. And, and Google is rewarding your website with more traffic if you are doing this client experience. So the client experience is huge now for getting ranked on, on page one. And what is that experience? That's if they're staying and they're getting the information from you and not anyone else,
1: right? 100% right. And that's why... That's why it's, it's one of those things where they ask you answer. And this is going to sound arrogant, but it's true. So I'm allowed to say it. They ask you answer is the greatest SEO strategy ever invented. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when Google makes any update, as they've done many times over the last decade plus, every single one has the same purpose. I want to give my searcher the best, most specific, relevant answer to their question as quickly as I can. That's their mission. Other than to make a ton of money and conquer the world, their mission is to give <laughs> their customer the best, most specific, relevant answer to their question right now. What does they ask you answer? Give the best, most specific, relevant answer to their questions, worries, fears, issues right now. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just follow that. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about video real quick. I know we need a whole nother You're segment straight. on that. Yeah. But I have been preaching the video to my clients for seven years now. Mm -hmm. Last time I checked, the conversion rate for video was, what, 30% higher than any other marketing that you do in your business. Where are we right now with video? And what is the most powerful thing
1: for business owners? Oh, my gosh. I mean, look, guys, let me just say this about video. You know video is inevitable, right? We, We all do. It's like the rising tide when you're sitting there on the beach and you can see it coming up and you're like, I don't want to lose, I don't want to move my lounge chair. No, you're going to move your lounge chair because the tide (laughs) is going to come up. And that's exactly where we are video, and it's not going to look back. And so the question is, are you going to start thinking more like a media company? Are you going to say, we can't just say it, we need to show it? And that's the mindset mm-hmm. you got to have. We must show it. That's why I wrote the book, The Visual Sale, to help people to show it, whatever it is. And to your point, really the best video you can create right now that's going to have the greatest impact is you take each major product and service you sell, you say, what are the top seven to 10 questions I get from each one of those major products or services that we sell? And you answer, excuse me, you address those questions in one video, those seven to 10 questions in one video. And then you, as we've talked about, you integrate that video into your sales process. It's so stinking powerful. We call it the 80% video because 80% of the questions a salesperson gets are generally the same questions every single time. So what if before you had that sales appointment, they already knew the answer to those 80%? but they had heard it from you and they'd seen it from you. How would your sales appointments be different? They would be dramatically different. That's the power of the 80% video. You should be creating these right now.
0: That's brilliant. I feel like dropping the mic right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's a great, great note to end on. So what is the future of 2021 for you? Are you going to, are you speaking? Are you going to be Um, speaking now? I'm absolutely speaking. I've
1: been speaking. I've been traveling already since April. I've been traveling to different events. I mean, here's the facts, folks. Uh, Small businesses uh, in those types of groups, they're already there's a ton of people meeting and having an event. Corporate, yeah, uh, not having events right now in person. But I'm I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place already, and I, I'm excited about what's ahead. And so, if you're listening to this, I would just say your best long term strategy to see around the turn is to be incredibly self aware as to how you're evolving with the way you research and buy online. And if you're incredibly mm-hmm. self-aware, you're not going to have anybody ever have to tell you, yeah, you should talk about cost and price on your website. Because you'll know yeah. I research it all the time. So what I w- why would I not want to tell my customers the very same thing? Yeah.
0: That's great advice. I love that. And I know that people can find you on LinkedIn. That's your favorite, That's my jam. Uh, favorite platform. Me. That's right. Find right? me on
1: LinkedIn. By the way, if somebody wants a free they ask you answer course like they want to take it, all you have to yeah. do is email resources at impactplus.com. Resources, just like it sounds, at impactplus, P-L-U-S, dot com. That's uh, my website. And I've got a two-hour They Ask Answer course there. And you just say, I want the course. You email and you say, I want the course. That's awesome. And you you will get access to that course. It's so powerful. It's like a legit professional course, two hours, free, like free. What do you have to give? Awesome. Your email. There you go. For the win.
0: Yeah. And and do we have another book in the works? Because I'm ready. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think, uh, so first of all, they Ask Your Answer will come out every four years uh, with a revised okay. uh, version. That, that book is built to last, you know. And actually, I have a major book I'm working on, which is outside of the sales and marketing box. Uh, but I think it's going to be my most important work I ever do. And it's about transformative leadership communication, and so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be talking more about that in the future. I think it'll be huge.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Well, I appreciate your time. This has been awesome, and my pleasure. Great tips, great tips, and you're going to want to listen to this podcast episode over and over again. Take good notes, and thank you for joining us, Marcus. I really yes, appreciate it. You're very welcome. guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Make Your Marketing Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website for show notes and additional episodes at makeyourmarketingpodcast.com. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and please consider rating and reviewing. This helps other potential listeners find us and share the goodies with them. And by the way, you can also email me because I'd love to hear from you. Email me at pia at fingerprintmarketing.com with feedback, questions, a topic, anything that you want to chat about. Thanks again for listening.